Hello and welcome to the Expat Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Annie. And I'm your host, Steve. And in this podcast, we're going to explore the reality of living life as an expat in Australia and what it really means to feel like you belong. Join us as we uncover the challenges and opportunities that expat life presents on the search for settled. With our stories, tips and interviews, see us as your two friends to help you navigate expat life abroad. Just to let you know, this video podcast series is brought to you by the team at Auric Migration and Mobility. Now, Auric have helped us personally with my visa process to Australia, and we only know too well how difficult the entire process can be if you're doing it by yourself. They have also helped hundreds of our followers, and they're offering our listeners an initial assessment for free. Email them your visa situation, questions or concerns, and they will get back to you at no extra cost. Simply mention the Expat Reality Podcast when you email them at migration at auric.com. Auric is spelled A-U-R-E-C. So that's migration at auric.com. Welcome back to the Expat Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Annie. And I'm your co-host, Steve. And we have a really special episode today, everybody, because we had... Do you want to do a drum roll, Steve? I'll do a little drum roll. Are you ready? Go. <laughs> We've got the one, the only, Jordana Grace from That British Girl joining us today, everybody. Ew. All right. <laughs> Welcome, Jordana. Thank you very much for having me. This is so amazing to be here. Thank I'm very honoured. Thank you. Thank you. So if you didn't know, Jordana is a viral social media star who creates comedy videos about things they should tell you before coming to Australia. Her videos have become so big, it's actually not a rarity that her face pops up on various other accounts on my social media channels almost every single day. Um, Her TikTok has seen over 9 million likes and over 266,000 followers. Uh, Some of her Instagram reels have seen over 10 million views each, which is insane when you think about it. Wow, that that is a pretty impressive, uh, like, role, I think. Uh, Jordana, please, uh, yeah, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and introduce yourself to the audience and, uh, yeah, tell us how you ended up moving to Australia? Well, yes, thank you very much. Okay, so I am Jordana Grace, known as that British girl, because basically I just started creating videos on things they should tell you before coming to Australia because I got trapped in Australia during COVID and I was just noticing all these differences and then I ended up getting recognized a few times and people just point like, ah, are you that British girl? And that's how the name was born. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) oh, yeah. Um, It was completely random. I never expected to do this. I didn't even know much about social media, but I am actually half Australian. Uh, My dad's Australian, my mum's English. They, we lived in Australia. I, w- I was born here till I was three, but then they divorced. So I've lived my entire life basically in the UK, but have gone back and forth to Australia for holidays, sometimes in school. And then I was working TV in London, felt very burnt out. So I was like, I'm going to come to Australia uh, for a holiday. And this is February, 2020. And Uh-oh. I get stuck here <laughs> for COVID and I managed to stay with family and it's wonderful. And then I just started creating these videos and I think I was at church one day, came back, got into bed, and then my friend texted me like, you're in the news. I was like, what? <laughs> what? And I did a video on Kmart and how much people love it in Australia, and it just went viral. And my mum called me. She's like, darling, you're above Trump in the news. <laughs> okay. That's the place to be. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's, it's just kicked off since then. It's been amazing. Wow. wow, that's impressive. You know how much I love Kmart, don't you, Steve? <laughs> oh, Annie's got a bit of a thing for Kmart, so, I, you Kmart. know, she's crazy about it. Hey, well, he doesn't, <laughs> but, you know, I do. I think Kmart is, like, an amazing shop that everywhere should have one, personally. The whole world should be <laughs> Kmart. Kmartified. Yeah, my sister landed in the uh, – when she, my sister moved to Australia, the first day I was like, we have to go to Kmart. I just have to <laughs> – no, no wilderness, no anything, Kmart. You get a cab straight from the airport, straight to Kmart, nearest one. Go straight to like the, you know, the home section. (laughs) That's what I was just about to say. What's your favourite section in Kmart? I think when you go to Kmart, it tells you what you need. (laughs) And you just wander the aisles. But the home section is the best. It is the best. Absolutely. (laughs) I quite like the sportswear section. It's not bad. 
Yeah, no, it's a good thing. It does Why thing. not? Yeah. You never know what's in Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been here now for three years, and you've recently just come back from holiday to the UK. And how was that now, like coming back to Australia? Do, do you feel like you miss England now, or are you like, no, I'm definitely an Australian and I'm going to stay forever? Or... Well, to be honest, when I came over here, I only came over for a month. All my stuff in the UK was in storage, and I didn't really say goodbye to anyone because I wasn't planning on staying in Australia. So um, I went, it was so wonderful to see family and friends and there was massive tears because I miss them so much. But whilst I love being back there and seeing little pockets of England and why I love Europe, I it, I felt in my heart, I was like, but I love, Australia's my home now. I love my lifestyle here. I love that I'm outdoors nearly every day. Um, I know I'm always bitten by mosquitoes, but... It just felt, I felt a lot of peace that Australia is my home. And I, two, yeah, three years ago, you could, I would never have guessed I live in Australia, but because of COVID and then being stuck here, then having to apply for jobs, I mean, and moving to the Sunshine Coast because my family in Brisbane, I could have predicted none of it, but it has been incredible. Wow. wow. And funnily enough, we're on the Sunshine Coast too. Yeah. So we're not actually that far from each we're, other. We're very, very, very close. And the Sunshine Coast is amazing. It's I mean, beautiful. You know, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, so just to explain a little bit more about coming back and forth to Australia, like growing up as a kid. So you said that you went to school a little bit over here. So what was that experience like going between UK and Australian schools? It must have been such a weird sort of moment in time. It was it was very bizarre um, because I would spend six months in primary school in England and then like six months in Australia. And I remember just getting to Australia and being like, why is no one wearing shoes? And then, and then I had this moment where I was like, oh, a caterpillar. And I picked it up. And all these kids were like, oh, no, don't do it. I was like, oh, but it's so cute and fluffy. And then within hours, I had this massive rash up my oh, arm. No. And they're just like, oh, you can tell who the foreign one is. What was that? What was that? It was like caterpillars. I don't know. Like everything's poisonous. Just <laughs> and half my childhood was my dad just slapping things out my hand like frog. Poisonous, dangerous. This dangerous. <laughs> when I went back, that was the one thing. When I went, when I was back in the UK, I'd go for a walk and be like, "Ah, oh, nothing can kill me on this walk. There's nothing <laughs> deadly like snakes or any animal that would attack me." Whereas over here, it's just like could be anything, but I still love it. Is there is there anything else that you noticed when you went back that you really missed? Where you're like, "Oh my god, I forgot about like MNS or you know oh, and then, anything like that." I think cups of tea are just better in the UK, hundred percent. Water in Australia, but you can't make a good cup of tea here. The coffee's so much better in Australia, but tea in the UK is amazing. I miss being able to walk places, walk the shop. Yeah. and I think the biggest thing that I noticed coming to Australia is that in in England, our house is so much more compact. We'll have the washing machine in the kitchen and it's just normal <laughs> or in the bathroom. And I came over here, I was like, oh, you have a laundry room? You guys must, you guys are like living like kings. Like, this is so normal, George. I'm like, no, don't get it. We bring our dirty socks and pants to the kitchen and it's just normal. Because you can multitask, can't you? Like you can get the, uh, <laughs> get things, two things done. You can wash the dishes and your clothes at the same time. It kind of makes sense. Kind of really. does. I always thought it was kind of weird, really, seeing a laundry room over here. Yeah. Yeah. But you, because Steve lived in the UK for a couple of years before we met. And you thought it was kind of weird, though, didn't you, seeing a washing machine in, in the kitchen? Did you yeah, I, I thought it was totally bizarre. I'm like, hang on, what, is there is there a problem here? Like, do you guys not have a laundry that you can put this in? Or, <laughs> or like, I, I feel kind of sorry for you a little bit, maybe. Like, is there is there is there is there a problem here? And it's like, no, this is how it's normally done. Like, what are you talking about a laundry? What's this all about? Anyway, and this is how the whole thing kind of kicked off, and my mind was blown at that point. You know what else? <laughs> like, I remember about the UK as well. This is not everywhere, but in some houses, you have to walk through the kitchen to go into the bathroom to like have a shower. Oh, or okay, yeah. And then having to like walk out with your towel, <laughs> and you're like, Ooh, like you know, you've got housemates or whatever. Strange room setups. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> they're just more. They're just cuter and more compact in the UK, but that means that we can drive anywhere in forty-five minutes. And before moving to Australia, like I lived in Swindon, and I'd be like, oh, I've got to go to Bristol. It's a forty-five minute drive. I'm going to have to like two bowls of food. I'm going to have to turn off everything at the wall, unplug the fridge. It's just this mission and like pack snacks for the day. Whereas in Australia, you're just like, oh, do you want to get a donut? It's only a three-hour drive. 
<laughs> it's just down the road and my, yeah that's a mental shift I was like ah oh, three hour drive is nothing but in the UK you will be on the other side of the UK yeah it's so funny <laughs> actually I saw um, an Instagram uh, this morning and these people they went they went from Brisbane to Maryborough which is three hour drive like north of Brisbane to go and see Australia's most beautiful public toilet yes I saw what? that what would did you, you see that, that? I heard about that before, but I'd never seen it. And I was like, we have to go and see Hang it. on. Is it like code name for something? Is that like, does that no, mean like something this, else? It's or? all like hand painted. It's a huge mural. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, it's hand painted. And they've got like a gold plated toilet. Wow. Apparently. Who knows? Um, How long is the toilet seat going to last if it's gold plated though? That'd be, that'd be ripped off in minutes. Like, that, that was like a viral. Down the cash, cash converters. and <laughs> like, Viral reel. And I think, uh, I'm sure like a lot of people are going to be going to Maryborough to go and like, see it. Get, get your photo with up. the toilets. So. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about social media, tell us how you became like this massive social media star, Jordana, because like, we said before, you've got some reels that have had over 10 million views each, which is absolutely massive. Um, so it'd be really interesting just to hear a bit more about how it all came about. Well, it was, again, I never, I never, never planned this. I've always wanted to work in media and production, but it, um, I worked in TV behind the scenes as a junior producer. I thought, I'm not going to get in front of the camera. I thought that was going to be my life, but I was like, I'm going to be a writer behind the scenes. But then... And my 12-year-old cousin showed me how to use TikTok because I didn't know how before this, which is very <laughs> ironic. But um, it was in COVID and we were just, everyone was just so bored. And then I just started creating TikToks. And just if for anyone who thinks that you can't do social media, my first TikTok was in landscape. I didn't understand how it works. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. Um, and so I just started filming comedy sketches because I have so much of this creativity in my brain. It was great that in a couple of minutes, you can make a video and edit it and things like that. So I just started creating videos, only a couple hundred views. I was like, oh, okay. And then the first video, things they should tell you before coming to Australia. And it was just like that the sun sets at five o'clock, that you can't buy wine in the supermarket in Queensland. Yeah. Things are just like <laughs> baffle my mind. It's like, you get the chicken, I'll get the wine and salad. They're like, you can't. You have to go to the bottle And I thought they were making this up. I was like, what's a Aussies <laughs> will take every opportunity to to lie to me to, as a joke. They love. I'm so gullible, yeah. but um, <laughs> it blew my mind. And then people disliked it. It's like, oh, it's got a couple of thousand, twenty thousand. I was like, oh, this is so exciting. And I just love making it. And then I just made a couple more. Then I was in, I think, online in the Daily Mail. And I think in two months, I grew fifty thousand followers, and it was insane. Wow. But actually, that's wow. been two years. Because I had to take breaks because it is a lot of effort, I think, to post every day in the highs and lows and working full time. But then at the beginning of this year, I was like, I'm going to take this more seriously because I love creating this content. I love making people laugh. And so I started creating TikToks. And one of my tips is if you're going to be a content creator, just repurpose your work. So I took my TikToks, put them on as reels. And the first couple, couple hundred, uh, hundred views, couple thousand. And now nearly every time they'll get over 100, 150,000 views. And then a, a few of them, quite a few in the millions. And it blows my mind that like they wouldn't have even wow. reach that on TikTok. But on Instagram, they just go massive. And it has been such amazing opportunity that I think back in 2020, I was like, someone's like, do you want to come to a spa as an influencer? I was like, <laughs> I love spas and then since then I've had all these opportunities and I was with you guys and we got to I got to speak at this digital event and it's been amazing because I'm like actually I know so much now because I've had to learn it no one's told me I've had to make all these mistakes but um it has been incredible and there's lots of highs and lows but I love making people laugh when I see comments like that just made my day because Aussies it's not like complaining about the Australian life because I just have fun with it Aussies are like that's so true Oh, I like that. <laughs> I'm going to keep that British girl. We like her. My accent's terrible, by the way, and I apologize every other year. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought it was close. Yeah. Again, there. Yeah. I, can you say, hey, can you say, how you going, mate? How you going, mate? No. Every time I try and get the accent, I try and think of what would someone say on a cooking show in Australia. I don't know, Deborah. If we don't cook well tonight, we're not going to get many points. <laughs> and that's how I get the answer. I know, that's like, awesome. I feel like 
She's going a bit more down the Catherine Kim. Oh, yeah, you have to do MasterChef now, like a Catherine Kim MasterChef. That would be great. Like combine them. Don't worry, Jordana, you should hear Steve trying to do um, a Welsh show. Do, oh, do oh, it. Steve, quickly. I'm, I'm from Wales. I like to be from Wales because that's where the kitchen is from Wales. <laughs> so is that, think, that's kind of a bit it. I, I can think... do a Scottish one, a little bit like from Scotland. <laughs> I saw the, saw the, saw the golf balls up there. You know, a bit like that sort of thing. I don't know. It's uh, You've just got to swallow a few golf balls and you're there. Like, Each that's one is like works. a personality. Amazing. <laughs> just the friend. I love it. 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 I yeah. <laughs> but I love it when you do your Welsh one. I always think it sounds like Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah. From Wales. From Wales. But, uh, but no, I mean, okay, so what's your favourite thing about, about Australia, Jordana? What's, what's the number one thing you love about this country? Uh, I'm going to be honest, it has to be the Aussies. It has to just be the Aussie, like, for example, Australia is like a state of mind, right? Yeah. Anyone can be Australian. I think it's like... There's so like this, I've only experienced really kindness in love. Like if you need help, they're like, you know, if I've broken down, someone will help me. I went paddle boarding. Turns out you can be bad at it. And I had two <laughs> separate strangers be like, are you okay? And then turns out a lifeguard team were training. I could hear them be like, watch the British one. We may, <laughs> we may need help. Bondi rescue, here we go. The best thing about Aussies is that they have the ability to telepathically lie. Oh, like, yeah, it's like the left-handed teacup. Yeah? <laughs> like, so, it's, so it's like no matter, even if these two Aussies don't like each other, they will agree on the same thing to trick the tourists. That's where Aussies get their, <laughs> yeah. get their energy from. And I think that's what makes just life so much better because they're always willing to help. And it's the the chilled out life. Like again, it's that sunny thing every day. And my washing dries in ten minutes. I love it outside. Yes, isn't it? You don't need a dryer when you're. You don't need a dryer because I mean, how hard is it dry clothes in England? Like, are you thinking, oh, geez, I've got to get a spot between the raindrops? You know, like between the showers. When we were in Venice um, a couple months ago, and they they went on this sort of tour, like walking tour, and the guy there, he said, like in winter. He'll have to put his clothes out on the like airing rack outside their building, like you know, from the windows. And he said that their clothes will be there for at least a week yeah. trying what? to dry. A week. Yeah, that's what he said. Does that mean you have remember? to wear like your, you know, all your clothes twice, like during? Because you would really, yeah. right? Realistically, have more clothes. I mean, like you're going to be wearing the same underwear a couple of times, right? Uh, does that mean everyone in England Maybe kind of just buy enough like... <laughs> Just everyone knows the British people just walk around just in the same you pair just of pants. To... <laughs> Oh, just checking. Just had to confirm. So, uh, <laughs> tell us about some of your uh, most viral videos. Like, which which are some of your favourites that you've produced so far? Um, okay, well, the Kmart one always has a place in my heart because that's what really started it, and I love that. Um, and there was so much love to it because the videos I create. Um, what I love is that people around the world love it, but Aussies love it because they're like, "Oh, that's true," and it's not being mean to anyone. They're just like, "That is, we love Kmart, so true," and probably one of the most controversial to so many Aussies, uh, well, people around the world, is when I did one about Australian milk. <laughs> and you take a moment to be like, why is this difficult? But, and as you know, in the UK, milk, I'd never realised it before, but milk has a simple colour-coded system. Blue is full fat, green is semi-skimmed, and red is skimmed. And I've never had to think about it. I just see the colours and done. And then my aunt asked me to get some milk from Woolies, and I nearly had a nosebleed <laughs> because it's like blue could be full fat and skimmed, red, yellow, and pink can be light skim and trim. There's green, there's black, there's purple, and then this is, doesn't even include any of the plant-based milks. And then there's gold for oh. homogenicide. I can't even say it. And I was like, homogenized, just want milk. And then all the Aussies are like, "Have you just seen that advert? Just want milk. Tastes like real milk." But it just blew everyone's mind. It's like, why don't you read the label? And I was like, how dare you try and make me read? <laughs> you <laughs> know should what, be though, when you produce that video, I was like, I've been here 11 years and I only just realised it. And I was like, she's so right. I yeah. never even realised that before. Because when you do go, I don't generally drink milk anyway, but 
Sometimes you might ask for it, Steve, and I'll go and find you someone. I'm like, oh, God, which ones do you want? I'll just take a lucky dip. I'll be like, oh, I'll just get that one. Maybe that will work. But, like, I didn't actually realise it until you said it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, because you you go to Woolies and there's like a wall of milk, and you're like, well, you know, and you think, okay, help me out here with some colour coding. And, of course, all the brands, like, try and confuse you and throw you off the scent. And (laughs) there's, like, a blue and a slightly more pale blue, and they're, like, completely different things. Like, one's, like, you know, plant-based thing, and then another one's, they're just trying to throw you off the scent. Do you know what else confuses me that I realised recently? Now, Jordana, you'll be able to tell me if this is right or wrong because you just went back to UK. But am I right or wrong to think that every single time, right, I pull up to the petrol station in Australia and and we have an unleaded car and I'm like, I go to get the fuel and I'm like, I don't know which one do I take. Which which one is it? Because you have E10, you've got unleaded, yes. you've got premium unleaded. Is there another one? And I'm oh, like, well, yeah, there's a few different varieties. You've got know. your different levels of octane and stuff. And you always and say to me, like, don't get that one. But I, I never remember which one it don't is. Don't get and the I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And I just I, I, like, have to pretend and just pick whichever one it is to get. Yeah. Is that a thing? Do you remember that when you went back recently? Was there like, was there that many different types of fuel to it buy? Was there choice? Just unleaded. And diesel, I'm like from my memory, it's just simple. Yeah, over here, I was like, "What is E10?" And they don't tell you. Just like, don't you know? We're not telling you. It's E10. It's bamboozing. And also with the traffic lights. Only when I went back, I was like, "Something's weird." And in the UK, it goes obviously it's red, flashing amber, and then green. And over here, you're just like Aussies, are like nah, cut the amber out, red green. Some traffic lights are so short. I have to feel like I'm always ready because people behind me are like, British girl, if you move slowly and we have to wait for the light again. <laughs> so at least with the amber, the, the flashing amber, you're like, oh, I have time to get, get out of gear and da da da. And Australia's like, no, go. And in <laughs> Queensland, so you can do a UE, can't you? In yeah. The road. Like, yeah. Oh, and then Melbourne's completely different as well. Yeah. That I find that really confusing between the States and the different yes. traffic laws. And oh my gosh. I think that's what's like living in like, so many countries, isn't it? So many countries all in one. Yeah. It is. It's like, I'm, I mean, in, in Melbourne, you can like, you have to go over to the far left before you turn around. What? So, what? And, and you've got trams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check it out. So, yeah, if you have to go over to the far, if you want to turn right, yeah. you go into your left lane and then you turn right. Seriously, no, more no, danger. What, what, that's more. T- it is more danger. What about people in the right lane? Where are they going? Well, they just, well, they, they turn left. So, you could potentially have a big car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Car. And then throw, throw a tram into the mix. <laughs> Throw a tram into that. Oh but then, in, you know, God. Queensland, like U-turns are normal. Like that's just a normal yeah. thing. I didn't yeah. even notice well, that. When, you think, when I think about it, I'm like, because I went, the worst time I went driving, I wasn't even driving, I was just a passenger in Melbourne, but just shows Melbourne people are different because we saw another car hit an elderly man. The elderly man is like, ah, and walked off. It's like, what is car? But no one will stop in Melbourne. And it's like, one gets hit, just carry on your day. Places to be, and I was like, oh, that's terrifying. Oh that's another thing. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm not driving a Melbourne. Well, I just let me, let me just finish off here with the whole like the driving thing in Sydney. I just, I just got to say, like, it's it is seriously like it's it's it frets my nerves when I'm sitting there at the lights, exactly as you say, when you're waiting for it to go green, and literally, if if, if you're like you know 300 milliseconds slower. Yeah than that light going green. There's a horn, right? It's ready to yeah. go. Someone's got their hand on that horn, ready to ready to give a little to little go. one two to get get going. We, we have mentioned this before in, a, in another episode, Jordana, but I'm just uh, just briefing you here. <laughs> Steve turns into a whole other person when he's behind the wheel in the car. Oh, he North gets a little Steve. bit a bit crazy. Oh, yeah, crazy I, Steve. Bit feisty, I do. I, <laughs> and he's got some very good techniques that we've talked about in another episode about getting your hand out the window the and hand all wave. sorts. Yeah, you know the a, hand wave. It's very, very sneaky, yeah. Oh. The hand wave till down there. Wind down the window, put your hand out, and that's how you, like, pull out onto a junction when people won't let you in. Yeah, because they but can't ignore the hand. In Queensland, they're pretty good okay. at it, I'd say, in general, and letting you in. Because I didn't realise the other – oh, so you carry on? No, no, that's, it, that's pretty much – I didn't realise in the UK, if you want to let someone out, you just flash your lights, like, oh, you go first. But in, in Australia, they're like, yeah. that's to let when they the pigs are nearby. And it's, like, wrong to do it. So, like, if so, if – because obviously in the UK, you have to give right of way. That's because our road's so small. I'd be like, oh, like flashlights, you go. And Australia, they're like, police are here. Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there's some secret code. <laughs> and that's something else um, we should talk about for to prepare people before coming to Australia. If they are driving, is RBTs. 
Oh, yeah. Because That's a big deal. You're not really going to see an RBT, are you? What's like, an RBT? In UK? I doubt no. it. What do you mean, what's an RBT? Oh, RBT. Oh, my God, you've done it. Hang on, hang on. Oh, we, we could we could make it up. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, don't, don't waste this opportunity. <laughs> uh, you, you get to choose, is RBT one of these three things? <laughs> really bad traffic. Are you, are you, are you, are you, <laughs> is, <laughs> is RBT A, really bad traffic? Is uh, <laughs> is it B, right about tomorrow? Right about. <laughs> well, we're about, about, with about, without the A, or is it random breath testing? Okay. Well, <laughs> I feel like it's the middle one. <laughs> okay. No, I feel like the last one, because it did happen to me the other day and I completely panicked. What? I didn't realize it was called that. But for the first time in my life, I was pulled over, like the police doing random checks and the police go, stop. So I just stopped the car in the middle of the road. She's like, to the side. So I just go over and she goes, no, to the side and forward. I was like, <laughs> I was like, ventilating. And then, so I rolled down my window. I didn't even stop the car. It was still juttering on because I just forgot how to drive. And then she goes, I want you to blow into this. And if you win, you get a prize. I was like, oh, I love prizes. And I went, I, the prize was going to jail. And I was like, ah. Oh. And I, Past, you know, in that moment, and it's completely panicked. And it's so strict over here in comparison to the UK. If they're like any kind of law, fine, they will inflict it. RBT, I've learned that now. Now you well, know it, it. it could be really bad tram drivers. Yeah. That's oh, one. that's a good one. Well done. Oh, you're a bit late. To, late <laughs> I was a bit, a bit late to the show. It's I know. Really burnt turkey. Really burnt toast. Really burnt turkey. Yeah. I remember the, do you remember the first time I got an RBT <gasps> and they were going, they were like, oh, because you've got to breathe out, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. You gotta breathe out. Yeah, you don't but breathe I, in. I was breathing in, and they were going, "You're not doing it." Properly. And I was like, "Oh, but I'm breathing in." <laughs> like, no, you can't breathe out. And I'm like, "All right." It's, it's <laughs> breath testing, not like suck air in testing. I, I, I know. Didn't know what I was doing. Well, actually, no. If you've never done it, before, I'd never done it before. <laughs> never. I think they enjoy it as well. They like oh. you panic. So you're just like, they do. I, have I done anything wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I love how you're kind of shaking as you go, officer. I was, I was, I was just driving, and you're kind of like, you know, taking the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like if anyone's watching this on video, then uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, might not see that. But you know, it's that feeling. You feel like you've done something wrong, even though you haven't. Yeah, it's it's a super weird thing. Very weird. Yeah. I think it's the accent as well. I was like, uh, it's time for a breathalyzer test, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. and um oh sorry so have you got any more tips that you want to tell people before moving to australia to done okay um i actually i think i have a list as well but i was gonna say on the driving um being barefoot is completely normal it's completely oh no no Uh, yeah you've got to embrace it embrace it no way man totally i'm not doing that sorry you've done it and i'm just it freaks me out i'm like nah why just can't the only time i'll go barefoot is at the beach i, huh? I can't walk around What's the shops barefoot i just can't do it i can't do it i don't it's, know it's why. like a, it's like liberation for your feet when you're driving yeah no, it's do you think it's yeah. i understand where you're coming from because as a british person i'm like never how dare you even insinuate i go barefoot but i think i was i was at the beach and i went from my converse to my flip-flops and then I think I just had to rush into the car and I realized I had my flip-flops on. Just like, that's so dangerous. I threw them off and I was like, I have to drive barefoot. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to crash because the thought was awful. But then now I'm barefoot all the time. I grip the pedals with my, with my like gorilla toes and I love it. <laughs> and my feet have never been healthier, but I post a video on it and then someone's like, you're going to get lots of feet comments now. I was like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> Are you going to get the feet fetishes? I know, uh... I know. Yeah, uh, it was very bizarre, but that's another one that went viral because Aussies were like, "Yeah, I love it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anytime. I'm not saying in cities, but on like the Sunshine Coast, where it's just like, I can't even remember the last time I wore shoes. <laughs> yeah, maybe I need to embrace it. You're inspiring yeah. me. I need to do it. And is it is it thongs or flip flops? Like, it's flip flops for life. You won't get. You won't be getting. Oh, hang on, hang no. on. I'm gonna draw a line yeah. in the sand. Right in the barefoot sand. No, just flip flops is just a funnier, better word when you think. <laughs> and but I mean, it, it's why. But I mean, thongs is just feels. It just sounds better. It's got the O where the plugger goes and everything. Like it's 
It just it's how it is. See, now it just makes it worse when you say pluggers. It's gone from bad to worse. So look, I've 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 even gone around and I've even called Chris chips. I've I'm embracing this room. Oh, oh not the hot chip. Right? One, that doesn't even make sense. Hot like they're like, Do you want chips? I'm like I love chips and how many packet of crisps? I'm like, I thought you meant chips. He went, No, I mean hot chips. I'm like, well, obviously they need to be hot, just <laughs> Why don't they just call fries? <laughs> well, because no, 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 that's way too American. The whole chip thing no, is no, really no, no. simple. <laughs> it's simple. You just call them chips and you're done with it. There's no crisps, 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 and chips. Crisps 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 See, we could just fight now. But oh my god, it's um. <laughs> you don't want to get Steve on the whole crisp uh, debate. He will go. <laughs> oh, hang on. Favorite, favorite, favorite chips, Jordana. What, what are they? What chips or hot chips? <laughs> oh no no. Oh, favorite crisps. crisps. Okay. Well, just side note, chicken salt is life, right? But uh, salt and vinegar life. chips. Yes, crisps. Salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar. Warm cocktail for me. Oh, can you tell us which brand? Is it going to be any brand? But to be honest, like I just get bamboozled because in the UK, I just see the color of the crisps and I pick it up. But over here, I'm just like pink. Now look for pink. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, that's another really like confusing thing, isn't it? Well, salt and vinegar is blue in the UK. Yeah. It's green. Yeah. Is it green? It's an onion yeah. blue. Oh. Oh, because because oh. chicken is green. Chicken is green. Here. Oh my god, it's been too oh, long. messing with this color coding thing again. <laughs> what are they doing that for? It's just That's a, a whole cool joke. Well, we've just come out of your next video there, Jordan. Yeah. Thank you. Aussie's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is just ridiculous. Um, okay, if I had to think of more tips, I think probably the biggest one that people uh, that uh, non-Australians worry about is that I have so many non-Australian friends. It's like I'd love to come to Australia. But I'm terrified of snakes and spiders. I think people think that as soon as you get to Australia, they're going to step out the airport and a King Kong side spider is going to be there. I mean, <laughs> that's not true. That only happens on public holidays. Like, <laughs> I've been here three years and I am terrified of spiders, but I only, I don't see them. I see them in my dad's shed in dark, dank places, right? But you just don't see them. I've seen two snakes and that was late at night and that was on the road when it was really hot and they needed to cool down. You should... Don't be afraid about seeing snakes and spiders in Australia. You should be afraid of birds to anyone listening. Oh, my God. Yes. Tell us, please, please let us in. What's the, uh, what advice? So when I first came here and in all honesty, so I saw this cyclist wearing a helmet with these uh, zip ties coming out of it like it was like a crown. And I was like, (laughs) wow, that Australian has not put on sun cream. He's been in the sun too long. It's gone a bit mad. And I saw more and more people do it. And I was like, what is happening? And I Googled it. And so in Australia, there's known what's known as magpie swooping season. And <laughs> magpies will, if, if they're nesting, they will swoop you as you walk by and they will draw blood. And it is scary. And there are actually signs around warning people, it's magpie mating season. They will swoop you. Walk nicely. And like, for example, so people, oh, yeah. yeah, so that's why they have the helmet with spikes on so the birds deter birds from attacking. And it's true because not only that, if you upset a magpie, it will remember your face and it will follow you for the rest of your days. No. <laughs> it's I always wondered that too because I used to cycle to work all the time in, um, in Sydney. Yeah. And I was like, why has everyone got these, like, cable ties hanging out their helmets? I, t- I didn't understand that. I was like, I don't understand what this is all about. Well, well, long before the cable tie thing was a big thing, I have vivid memories being up in Newcastle or down in Newcastle with families at my nan's house. I would have been about 12. And, like, literally I remember, I remember my mates were – I remember my mates are watching from, from a distance and I was on my bike and I was riding along next to the park and I was literally swooped continuously oh, by wow. about three or four magpies oh. while I was riding along. And that actually drew blood. It was oh, it was wow. that bad. Oh, yeah. And it was like, it's like, shoo, 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 shoo. And I was like, whoa. And that was just, <laughs> it was heavy duty. Anyway, I'm getting quite into this. Have you, have you, um, have you experienced any uh, magpie swooping at all, Josanna? A little bit of swooping, but nothing that drew blood. Like I saw a magpie get hit by a car and it was still alive. So I went to go and get it, but its family swooped on me. So I got in the car and I just cried because <laughs> I, <laughs> I just couldn't. Um, but then I've actually made a friend with a magpie outside my house. I've called him Magnus and I feed him seeds. Oh. And like, has, there's a list oh. of things on a website you can feed them, but he just comes to hang out and it will hop in the house. So apparently if you befriend the magpie, it will protect your house. So oh. there's, it's like so much to it. Like, I don't know if you, Steve, just growing up being like, yes, danger's everywhere. It's just normal for you. And then a British person comes over like, what is happening? 
Well, it was like, I mean, when Annie first came over, she was like literally freaking out walking through the bush and I'm like, what's wrong? She's thinking like a spider's going to pop out and all of a sudden it was going to like eat her or something. And (laughs) there's this kind of feeling that anywhere that we went that I'd have to be protecting Annie from these evil snakes that were going to like eat her legs off. And it was never going to happen. It was okay. It was fine. And then after a while, she she became one with the wild animals. They're realizing they're not out to walk at you. And the whole thing is a little bit, you know, kind of a bit more overblown and everything's okay so okay. well now i i have a lot of fear like if we because we used to go to loads of wild swimming spots around especially around sydney yeah. and now when we go to them if there's no one swimming in there i'm a bit like is a snake gonna pop out yes. snakes can swim and i'm like Ooh. well annie's tactics she sold me at the beach is that she won't go out further than her waist because her theory is she'll be able to run faster than the shark to get in <laughs> Makes so. a lot of sense. No, I've got to be able to put my feet on the floor. And also, <laughs> going out on a cloudy day, do you ever get that down there? Like, if it's a cloudy day, I always have this fear that there's going to be more sharks in the ocean. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. Oh, sorry. Why do you have this fear? And now I have this fear because you don't. Oh, sorry. Sharks are sitting there in their ocean checking their weather app, like, oh, cloudy. Beach. <laughs> beach. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Then, to be fair, just because we've terrified everyone with birds, what is on the polar opposite side of that is that you get bush turkeys, which are like a cross between a turkey and a chicken, which are just so <laughs> oh stupid but adorable. Weird, they just walk around, it's like doing nothing. And it's just hilarious yeah. that I try to describe to my family in England. I'm like, just imagine just there's chickens everywhere and they just <laughs> roam free and they're protected and they have no purpose, but just to the garden, like just to pick up leaves. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, the garden. it's kind of like, they're like the equivalent to the foxes in London. Yeah. You know, you see those uh, foxes no like wandering around. And they're harmless. No purpose. They're just doing nothing. Although- Keep the keep the council workers busy because they've got to like oh. you know sc- scrape all the stuff back into the into the garden bed again. Yeah, so they cause a mess. <laughs> they cause an absolute mess. It's, maybe it's a council worker thing. Maybe they've like sent the turkeys out to make a big mess so they can come and clean yeah. it up. I don't know. What, what about the um? What about the bin chickens? They're terrifying. Oh, bin chickens. They look like if whoever if you Google a bin oh chicken, God. it looks like a dinosaur. They have they freak me out. Freak me out. Big beaks. <laughs> I didn't even realise that's what they were called. It took me quite a few years to even understand that. But I used to see them around in Sydney and I'd be like, what is that bird? What like, is that? I feel like it's going to attack me or something. <laughs> <laughs> but talking on that as well, another thing, I think I don't think it was that long ago that I even asked you if it was real or not. <laughs> bear in mind, I'm, oh. not talking about, I'm not talking about these birds, but I'm talking about something else. But there's something else that I'm sure I asked you not that long ago, which is quite embarrassing here considering I've been in Australia for 11 years. And I asked you if it was real or not. And that, my friends, is the topic of drop bears. No. I did. Drop bears are real. For anyone listening, (laughs) they are real. Can you give us a lowdown, Jordana? What's the the story about drop bears? Well, see, drop bears... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they look like curly toala- uh, koalas, but they're not. They're actually vicious. They they can smell meat, so you should never walk in a densely forested area with beef jerky or anything in your pocket. They can smell it. And if you need to repel a drop bear, it's a little bit of Vegemite behind the ears and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> you're golden. Have you seen there's – a, there's a video that came out a while ago, and I think it was like a news story or something. Yeah. And anyway, there was this British woman, and she was um, she was interviewing these couple guys. I think they were in Tassie. And they told her the whole this whole story about drop bears and, you know, how they were like really rare but really dangerous and everything. And they brought a koala out. For her and they were like you have to hold this drop bear and they're like you gotta be really really careful and she was absolutely brilliant she was just like <laughs> oh my god and she was like trying to stay really composed for the story and she was just like i'm holding this drop bear <laughs> and they like and like you said they were so good at keeping such a straight face yeah. and they didn't like they didn't let on at all the entire time until afterwards and they were like oh we're having your leg and she was like what <laughs> like, how did you do that to me yeah. for so long but that's what fuels what? australians it just like that gives them the energy it's like caffeine 
It's that little bit of pleasure, yeah. you know, a little bit of moment you've just like, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just talk about a few of the um, a few of the foods that people should probably oh, yeah, yes. become prepare a them for mm. before they come to Australia. So what kind of foods do you reckon, Jordana, people should um, should look out for when they come over? Okay, immediately, just a preface that whatever food you try, just know there's like five different um, nicknames for it, so you'll never understand it. Just visually understand what it looks like. But uh, if you come from the UK and you like a Greg's, the equivalent over here is like a meat pie. And Aussies love it. Wherever I think when an Aussie decides where to buy a house, they're like, is it near work? Is it near a good school? Is it by a pie shop? And it's <laughs> yes. very important to the Aussies, the Aussie way of life to have pies. Uh, fairy bread is another favorite. Even if Aussies don't you know eat what? it, they need to know how it's made and it's a firm favourite. <laughs> I have never, ever had fairy bread. <gasps> oh, you're ever, not missing out. You're ever. not missing out. Like, never had it. What is it exactly? Do you imagine sugar and like you paint it like you paint each grain like a different colour and you put it all together. That's kind of what you got with fairy bread. But that is kind of the thing you have as a child. And if, if you want to give like, you know, like like get a child really hyper, yeah. feed them some fairy bread and you're in business. Exactly. <laughs> and I think my favourite thing is people like art. Oh, if you go to the hardware store, it's very normal to get a snag. Yes. <laughs> it's our concept. People are like, what? Basically, it's sausage and a piece of bread. Not a bun. It has to be a piece of bread. <laughs> and apparently the sausage is called the snag and not the bread, but that's the combo. And it's just like, oh, yeah, go to Bunnings, get a snag. What a Saturday. Just <laughs> That's a classic Aussie Saturday, isn't it? I'm always impressed. Or like all the workers at Bunnings just know where everything is. I wonder if they do that in their oh home. God, like, yeah. It's incredible. Like you, they go go, to... you go, oh, looking for some screws. I get R5, about three quarters down. I'm like, what? How did you do that? I can't even find stuff in my, like, underneath my sink. Like, they have more training <laughs> than people work? in MI5, I swear, in Bunnings. They're just like, they know everything, the tiniest screws, and it's massive, but. Yeah, Bunnings is a great place to be. When I was in the UK, I was like, where's Bunnings? People are like, what am I? Oh, B&Q, yeah. I'm thinking like, that, B&Q. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I, w- I, wish that they, I wish that they would um, train taxi drivers as much yeah. as that they train oh, Bunnings yes. stuff, you know, that <laughs> taxi drivers actually understand where, you know, certain roads are in cities would be, would be kind of favourable, really. But, Jordana, I have to ask, what's your feeling about meat raffles? <laughs> I'm like, I don't feel like I even know what that is. Oh, oh my God. Wow, that's awesome. Do you know oh, okay. that's great. No, because I was going to ask, because you guys lived in New South Wales, Sydney, right? So it's different from yeah. Queensland. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you about chicken parmigiana, what you call that. What's meat raffles? Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Which one should we start with? Meat that? raffle. Meat okay. raffle? <laughs> do you want to do meat raffle? So hang on. They do meat raffles in Queensland, don't they? Yeah. Don't they? Do they? Yeah. Okay. Jordana's yeah. obviously oh, not yeah. going to uh, but they're, they're, they're not, they're not as popular. Ah, yeah. okay. <laughs> when I when I first came to Australia and Steve took me to his local pub, and like then they're like on the mic, hello everybody. It's <laughs> 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 <Likes> meat raffle. <laughs> and it's like, what? What's this meat raffle thing all about? What? Yeah. <laughs> this makes less sense. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We have to do one of three again. Let's oh, do one God. of three. Okay. okay. Is is. Is meat is a meat raffle a mm-hmm. uh, a chance to go and meet somebody? Okay, is a meat raffle like like a, is it is it like a place where you go to like to meet to like meet somebody and then you might have a raffle like like a I don't know I, I can't think of number two. All right, we'll go straight to number three. Is meat raffle a tray of meat? With sausages and steaks and all that sort of stuff that you kind of win at an RSL or a pub or a surf club. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. If if it is number three, it's the most Australian thing I've ever heard. Like, are you gonna go? Do you want a plate of meat? Yeah, I want a plate of meat tonight. Because <laughs> in Australia, like vegetarians still eat chicken. <laughs> I've never heard of such a crazy. One thing is crazy. It's so normal. So. People just like to win plates of meat. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's so weird. But, but get this right. Get this right. It's all about the barbecue because you take the meat to the barbecue, yes. not a Tesco's barbecue, mm-hmm. not a little like disposable. <laughs> yeah. 
You go to a proper barbecue and you have a proper big like feast of meat. That's but they it's. get you win like a lot. It's not yeah. just like oh, here's a couple of steaks we bought from Coles that you could win. It's like a whole massive tray. Oh my gosh, have you ever won? No, I, I never entered one. To, I thought it was just too <laughs> weird. I was like, won. I'm not going to walk down the street with a big tray of meat and be like, hey, I won every. <laughs> <laughs> that is so Aussie, and that's one thing Australia loves: barbecue every night, meat. <laughs> be like, better get down the RSL and do it. Totally. <laughs> okay, but what do you guys? Yeah. This is really important. Like, I didn't realize oh, that yeah. chicken parmigiana is such a heated debate in Australia, and the name changes per state. So, mm. what do you guys nickname the chicken parmigiana? Is it parmi or parma? Oof. See? Oh, it's, oh, it's it's always been a parmi for me. It's never been a parma. That's definitely a palmy. It's palmy. like it's like it, it's like everything with an e, like fireies. Palmy. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. What do you e's. reckon? What's yours, Jordana? Like, well, palmy because palma is chicken parmigiana, but then I think it's palmy because like palmy. I first going oh, I'm going to palm, yeah. palma. I think palmy sounds better. But I don't want to be hunted down afterwards, so I'm just going to go like oh. I always call it chicken parmigiana because I never like to get in the middle. Oh. You're going Switzerland on that yeah. one. I got you. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I feel you. It is. And it's, it's, it's like you don't realise you've walked into a fight until you're like, oh, no, people are upset. People are mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very serious. What about, what about pavlovas then? Because, I was just thinking pavs. Hang on. Pavlovas. That's an English thing that, as well, isn't it? I, 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 when Aussies love something, they claim it as their own. Apparently they invented pavlo, pavlova. And lamingtons, and I don't, I don't know if they did, but Aussies are claiming it because they like it. But have you ever tried a pavlunda? Oh gosh, what pavlunda? What you a pavlunda? Are you making this up? No, no, seriously. What what, what they do <laughs> is, is they flip the pavlova upside down. It's called a pavlunda. I'm, I'm oh, <laughs> you did make that up. I'm about I'm calling, <laughs> calling it. No, <laughs> calling it. See how happy he is when he thinks he's boss. <laughs> brings him joy. It's joy. It's joy right there. Hey, do you, have you guys done a tin tam slam? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, the Tim Tams. <laughs> and you know when I first came over here and everyone was like raving, oh, Tim Tam, Tim Tams, you got to get onto them. Had them, I was like, these are like penguins. They are. They like penguins in England. Yeah. But I think Tim Tams They are better. better, I think. Penguins have the odd jokes, but they taste okay. But Tim Tams are actually pretty nice. So... Do you, want to, do you want to explain what a, what a Tim Tam Slam is? Oh, yeah, right. can run us it's actually in Australia technically a sport, so it's taken very seriously, but the idea is to get a hot drink, you get a Tim Tam, and you bite, what is it, the, the, the opposite corner, the top and the bottom, opposite corner, and then you use it like a straw to drink your drink, and then you have to slam the Tim Tam into your mouth, very, very ladylike, and just eat the biscuit. <laughs> do not put the Tim Tam down because... Because it's sucked through the hot water, like I found out, it will melt like a puddle. <laughs> but I don't know why, but it's the way it's done. Someone decided that you can't eat your Tim Tam slowly. It just must be slammed into your mouth with a function. <laughs> <laughs> and so is there, um, is there anything that you have learned recently, not from this podcast, that you're like, I need to gain a better understanding of this Australian way of life that I've not, not experienced yet? Um, I think probably traveling more of Australia, what I didn't realize was when I came here is that, and what I'm still discovering is that even though Australia is one country, like one prime minister, each state has its own like premier, but each state is actually so different when it comes to lingo, sports, like the Southern states all love AFL, um, the Northern states might be like rugby more like league. Um, so different lingo, like for example, you can't go from Victoria to Adelaide with a piece of fruit to South Australia. It's like a crime. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like you can't travel from Victoria into South Australia with fruit because of the ecosystem. <laughs> and so you will get fined no. like hundreds of dollars. No. Yeah. And then. Yeah. True yeah. story. Did you know that? Yeah. That's really And there's weird. signs everywhere. And I had an apple and I absolutely panicked. My friend was like, you're going to go to jail. And she was messing about, <laughs> but I threw it in the bin. But I like was sweating because in Australia, you can go to jail. <laughs> and, like in, in, in Queensland, you can't own a rabbit. What? You can't own a rabbit. I did not know that. No what? way. Really? It's illegal. No. What? I know a lot of people oh said they own some long-eared guinea pigs, but it's for the ecosystem. But I don't know at what point oh. we're in New South Wales as a rabbit. You decide, oh, I can't go into Queensland. 
<laughs> no way. I didn't yeah. know that one. Oh, my God. Have you, do you know any others? That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, You're going to oh, There's so many. Like, I think Victoria is probably the strictest state. Like, they have a list of banned baby names. You can't name your children. Banned oh, baby no. names? Oh, no. I think I remember really? saying this. On yeah. Your, like, you can't name your child any type of title. Like, you can't name your child Captain, Queenie, Princess, Prince, Admiral. I like a baby Admiral. That'd be great. Well, like, it's actually <laughs> legal. Um, and I did, when I did this research, I found out that some people had successfully named their child number 16 bust up. Like, no, and in New Zealand, like fish and chips and Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii. <laughs> Victoria does have like a huge, like for example, children, like people, they've had to add to this list of names because people have had to try, have tried to name their child smelly head. <laughs> and like poop and all these things like geez like not not geez like um i just like yeah so queenie i think admiral like and even like swear words and victoria been like, like oh, you have to make it a law that you can't actually name your children this <laughs> wow but what about the other states can you can you name them poop and yeah could you queenie go across the border and so like for example the- like you can't name your child anzac and victoria but you can in the rest of australia because lots of australians are like oh i know a cousin anzac but you just can't in victoria Wow. wow, but what if you what if you move to Victoria with that name? Yeah, do they and they're like you're out. Stop you at the border. Sorry, Anzac, mm. I can't, <laughs> can't do it. Um, I think it's fine, but it's like there's lots of old laws, like uh, you can't wear pink pants on a Sunday or something ridiculous, or you can't change a light bulb. It has to be an electrician. <laughs> like these oh, weird laws. Oh, yeah, and, like still in Australia, like you can't have in your car more than fifty kilos of potatoes. It's still a law. What? No, is it really? It was like um like a like a famine, and they didn't want people to have too many potatoes, so you can't have fifty grams of more than potatoes <laughs> in your car, fifty <laughs> kilos. So these things are still in remission. Um, and I found out <laughs> in Western Australia, the first police force were just made of the nicest criminals. <laughs> they found that they didn't they needed more police, so they just basically got the nicest behaved criminals, and that was Western Australia's first police force. Yeah. So not only that, in Australia, I mean, Australians like to simplify everything like service station, servo, like, you know, bottle stop, bottle low, but they make everything more complicated as well. Because you can't just order, like, in the UK, be like, oh, want a pint? Want a half pint? But in Australia, uh, do you want a schooner or a midi or a pot? Do you want a pony? Do you want like a pony? What's that? A pony's like a little. I'd say it's a Victorian thing. A pony. Uh, It's like a little. It changes each state. Hang on. How small is it then? Well, it's it's just it's smaller. Like is it like a shot? Somewhere I think it's somewhere (laughs) between. Have a shot of beer, please. Yeah, it's like somewhere between a uh, like is I think a like a schooner and and a midi like somewhere. Look, the exact mills I'm not sure. Maybe Jordana has has an idea. I actually tried to research it and I and I couldn't. It broke my brain. Because I made a graph <laughs> because, like, it is all about the measurements. And I think a schooner is a half. But then, like, for example, the midi pots, pints, and ponies are all slightly different. Oh, and I'm just like. So confusing. That's what I'm just going to. I'll just wine. Wine, please. <laughs> <laughs> schooner of wine. Oh, very confusing. And then you've got, then you got to think about wine as well, like wine and goon bags. Like, I'd never seen that before when I first came over here. I was oh, like, have you played with. What? Have you played the, the Goon of Fortune game? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Go on, <laughs> So you, you get a goon bag and you put it on the edge, like on the outside of one of those Hills Hoist clotheslines, and then you spin it. And then whoever it stops on has to skull. Right. That's the <laughs> most Australian thing I can think of. Just, sure. Goon of Fortune. <laughs> Love it. Not only that, Australia has some of the most beautiful wine regions, and then you've got someone who's like, grab that bag and let's – Let's spin it and down it. it. (laughs) We don't need to go to some fancy winery and buy like expensive wines. Although wine is quite cheap over here though, isn't it? You can get some some quite cheap bottles. You can. You can. There are some tasty ones. In fact, we have amazing wine regions. So you don't have to stop at the goon bag. There is there's always more (laughs) options out. I think they kick you out. They kick out the wine. (laughs) Annie, what kind of like words have you adopted into your lingo? Because just then like Goon bag, skull, mm. things that oh, snuck into your God. vocabulary. 
I was saying in another episode how sometimes you might get this as well, Jordana. Like I, I get really confused by different names of things. So like when it comes to shopping at the supermarket, like I was saying that like how um, courgettes and I'm like, what oh, is yeah. the word for courgettes yeah. or aubergines and eggplants? And I'm like, oh, which one is it? So sometimes I have to like properly think about it before working it out but what i what i definitely do is i put an, i do the o thing where i'm like steve-o yeah. and then his mum's called jean and then i adopted the word gino and now the her, whole family the whole family gino. calls her gino after even Amy. she calls herself even gino she now. calls herself gino and that's beautiful <laughs> and i think aussies are like go on then yeah let's make fun of it let's do it <laughs> <laughs> what's what what words have you adopted i've like no worries like oh no worries oh, yeah. Go, yeah. like i just text like, oh, no worries it's like what what does that mean am i ah oh, no worries and um <laughs> cruisy sometimes sneaks in um oh. and i think it's like my sister my sister i was like i'm gonna take you to fisherman roads market on the sunshine coast she goes oh where's that and i was like oh fisherman roads market and she goes yeah well, where is that? i was like it's by the river she goes where's the river <laughs> just down the road <laughs> where is it? I'm like, it's not far. <laughs> Just <laughs> and I didn't realize like that's the most Australian conversation where I've given you information oh, that yeah. means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the, oh, there's oh, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of like Australianisms out there. I mean, but uh, but but one thing I'm curious to know, and this is super important, it's been on my mind for a while, Jordana. Mm-hmm. Are you a meat pie or a chicken pie person? Well, you know, it's got to be meat. I like how you said oh. meat or chicken. Like chicken is salad <laughs> to Australians. It's like vegans eat chicken because it doesn't count. It's like my big fat Greek wedding. You vegetarian? Ah, oh, I make lamb. <laughs> um, it's meat, I think, because then I feel like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get some good iron. But it just tastes better. Yeah. And I, what's weird is I walk around just with this – like even how to eat a meat pie in Australia is like this contested – like some people like take the lid off and then you eat it and then you eat the lid – or you put the Tommy sauce or the dead horse or the red sauce, whatever. Horse. And then <laughs> it's like I get told off whatever way I do it. <laughs> it's not right. Oh, really? No, no. For me, like it's all about eating like the top, like first. You don't eat like eat it with cutlery, do you? No, no, no. Like, oh, no, I would never eat a pie of cutlery. Yeah. It's the same it's with fish and chips. That. Fish and chips, he will not use cutlery for no, fish and chips. definitely not. Even with, yeah, but I get it with chips, but like with the fish. You like you're still like oh I'm breaking it all up and it's really hot and eating it with my hands. I feel like the fish should be offended if I got out the if I got out the cutlery. Eat it with dignity. <laughs> eat it with dignity. No. <laughs> oh. One of the other things that I would really recommend to everyone is that when they say oh I'm going to travel Australia, it's like saying you're going to travel Europe. It is massive and Europe is actually smaller, like fits into Australia. And like I said, what's amazing is that every state is slightly different. And gosh, Australia is so beautiful. The beaches are just phenomenal. To any Australian out there, if you think you're going to get the same level when you go to the UK, <laughs> lower your standards. In, like, Wales, I think, are some of the most beautiful beaches in the world, just not the weather. Mm. But our beaches are more pebbly and seaweedy and brown. But in Australia, the beaches are beautiful. But I feel like when a lot of people come over here, they underestimate how big everything is. And it's not exactly cheap to travel. We don't really have the greatest train system. You have to fly, and that is expensive. Like, we're in Queensland now, but it is quicker to fly to Melbourne than it is to the top of Queensland. And that takes you a couple of hours. So I'd really recommend, of course, see, like, the Sydney Opera House and things like that. But that is not what true, true Australia is. You should travel the smaller towns. And even, like, I went to Girraween, which is, like, four hours south some wine regions there and some beautiful just random rock formations like Western Australia has beautiful things. Uh, Queensland had, has all these islands, beautiful beaches. And I just really recommend that if you're going to plan a visit to Australia, just know that you might only do one state because there's so much to do and just think what would you like to do and then plan around that because Australia is just massive. Yeah, Such a huge area. So many amazing things that you wouldn't think of. I mean, you've got all these different areas, you know, everything from the subtropical rainforests yes. through to like desert regions and caves. And then when you go south, you've got like lots of, um, you know, sort of snow fields and, and all these amazing sort of uh, 
beach areas that you wouldn't really think of and totally amazing landscape that's just completely different to what you'd normally kind of expect out of a more compact island like England's a bit more flat and uh, but there's so much you can really get away from things I think in Australia absolutely yeah. so I think if you're if you're moving to Australia whether you're going to come over here as a backpacker or you're moving over here um, for work then try and get out and see as much as you can I think a lot of people when they move over they stay put in one place especially if they're moving to Sydney, a lot of people just, they instantly gravitate towards Manly or Bondi and they don't really venture that much further away from the from those areas. Um, but there is so much more to see in this country. It is unbelievable and absolutely beautiful. So if you do um, want to travel around, then check out our site, londonandsydney.com because we've got heaps. There you go. There's a word for you there, Jordana. Heaps. That's heaps. one word I've... <laughs> I've definitely picked up. <laughs> We've got heaps of content on there and lots and lots of travel guides to help you plan your trips away. Um, so, Jordana, thank you so much for coming on and being our very first guest yes, of our podcast. thank you, Jordana. Yay. It was so amazing. We, we really appreciate thank that you. so, so much. Thank you, yes. So you can find all of Jordana's tips on our site called londonandsydney.com and uh, things they should tell you before coming to Australia. There's loads of really, really funny little tips she's got in there for you to read about. And if you're not following Jordana already, which I'd be very, very surprised if you're not, um, you can catch her on all of her social media channels at the Jordana Grace. Um, make sure you follow her on TikTok and Instagram. You will get hooked on her content. It's very, very funny. Very funny. I'm, I'm already addicted already. I can't wait to hear all of Jordana's tips. Okay, so go and check out Jordana's content. We know you're going to love her as much as we do. So get out there and enjoy. And we shall see you next time. And be safe and be well. Thanks, Jordana. Thank Thanks, Jordana.